Hello, and welcome to the Hamumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown. I am your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your other host, Soli Hommel. And we're going to take you through 31 scary movies through the month of October, like we do every year. But for the first time this year, we're going to do it entirely in audio format. We like to mix it up every year. One thing you need to be aware of is that we will be employing a truly ghoulish number of spoilers throughout all of these reviews. So if you haven't seen the movie we're reviewing, maybe don't listen to our podcast until you do. We highly recommend you check them out and watch along with us. It's going to be fun for everybody. I mean, how could it not be? So if you're ready and you've watched the movie, please step inside our lair and let's begin. Today we watched As Above, So Below, which is a... 2014 movie rated R. We watched it on Netflix and it has a 93 minute running time. It looks like IMDb gives it a 6.2. Uh, Metacritic gave it a 38, which is significantly lower. It is. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it a 25 and the audience gives it a 39. So what's happening on IMDb? I don't know. Interesting. As Above, So Below is the story of a sort of Indiana Jones type, uh, Lara Croft type woman so. who is looking for the Philosopher's Stone or what's the other thing they called it? Um, Flamel's Stone, yes. which as she describes it, is an elusive substance that can turn base elements into gold and is the key to eternal life. Certainly. She and some other adventurers head into the catacombs of under Paris looking for this um, elusive substance. Yes, it's a very, um, very Tomb Raider and very Dan Brown. It's just kind of a mm-hmm. let's all find things, except that's not how the movie goes. The movie is very found footage horror in a cave. Yeah. Weird. It's a yeah. combo. We watched another found footage movie that was underground was it an is was that the israeli one they did go underground for quite a while in jerusalem jerusalem with a z yeah oh yeah because that was a a zombie movie zombies with wings yeah well we all know how i feel about found footage movies you love them uh no oh i guess we don't all know And I was reminded today that one of the reasons I don't like found footage movies is that when you get into tight spaces or things are happening (laughs) quickly, it becomes literally impossible to see what's going on. I actually have a note about that, about how when there's a crazy action scene in found footage, when, you know, a bunch of wild stuff is happening, things are falling down, etc. In a regular movie, you can watch that and see what's happening and know what's going on. In a found footage movie, it's basically just a placeholder for this is what's happening and wait till it's over and we'll tell you how it turns out. Because that's yeah. all you get. Because you just get the camera. They're like, well, if it was, if I, if somebody was holding this camera, it'd be flailing around. And so right. you just get flailing around out of focus nonsense, which is a waste of time. It is. I agree. And there was a lot of that in this movie. Yeah, I don't want to uh, jump on this right now, but I'd like to say this movie should never have been found footage. There was no reason for it. It should have just been people doing this. It would have been made perfect sense with no cameras. I agree. Okay, so before we get all caught up in the excitement that was as above, so below. Indeed. Why did you pick this movie? Well, Solange, I selected this film as a result of Colin 
from our two episodes ago podcast. Ah, uh, yes. Recommending that we see As Above, So Below. I don't remember the specific reason he thought we should, but he, he said it was going to be a good one for us. Yeah. And I, I knew about it. I had heard about it before and wanted to do it at some point, but it wasn't a major one on my radar. But he brought it up, so I said, let's do it. There it is. And of course, as soon as you heard it was found footage, you were like, let's do that. I was like, now. <laughs> And it's like those hands coming up uh-huh. out of the blood, grasping. Oh, I was thinking the faces coming out of the wall. I would never do that. Come out of a wall? No, I only come out of blood, grasping. Got it. Okay. Good to know. So, some other business. Let's get our first shot, first line business out of the way. Oh, yes. Let's do it. The first shot was kind of a shaky phone camera scene. Um, she or she turns on her camera. And we see her feet. She's riding a bus. Um, there's some chickens in a crate nearby. And then she turns it into like a selfie style shot where um, she, being Scarlet, the main character, is describing the trip that she's on why she's on this bus with chickens. So the first line is... Just crossed the Iranian border, en route to the Habana region, where they've ordered the destruction of a network of caves by sundown tonight. And she she has heavy eye makeup, she's wearing a headscarf, and yes, this is our introduction to Scarlet, the intrepid explorer. And she is. She is Laura Croft. She's even British. I felt like this was a script written for Tomb Raider, and someone was like, I can make a horror movie out of that. You know, like, it was so specific. Like, we're gonna go get the Philosopher's Stone, and we're gonna adventure through this Iranian cave, and then come back to, comes back to Paris, sees the bells and does some translation and then goes underground. And so it's got this globe-trotting adventure, two parts of the globe. And it's so weird because it should have been teenagers deciding to go get drunk and go into a cave. Like, that's, that's the story that tells us this story in found footage. But somehow it's this Laura Croft adventure. It's so weird. Do you think they were trying to legitimize her her exploration? Like teenagers getting drunk and going into the catacombs would have been seen as something more disrespectful whereas, yeah. you know, trying to dress it up in terms of she's a she's a scientist and um, you know, a, a student of alchemy, which she kept <laughs> saying as if that was something that made her legitimate in some way. Yeah, that's not a good thing to say. Alchemy is nonsense. <laughs> Um, well, is it though? Because she scraped that rock onto some wounds and fixed them. But not so much that they were immortal, which is what the Philosopher's Stone pro- uh, promised. Yeah. No, like like they were trying to make it more okay that they were doing this by having her be a scientist. Whereas it, it sort of felt like everything that she did was, was defiling this this sacred place filled with the remains of human beings that they just crawled all over and threw around. I have a unique perspective on that point. Not totally unique. Millions of people share this perspective. But (laughs) my experience with Tomb Raider significantly is the recent series of Tomb Raider video games. And it's the exact same thing. Laura Croft in those games is supposed to be this, you know, archaeologist who's fascinated with all this ancient stuff. But throughout the entire game, all she does is smash everything 
and even even like there's little bonus goals like you're you've gone into a new area in the jungle and it's like special bonus goal smash five statues you're like what why am i smashing <laughs> statues that goes against everything i stand for yeah so it, it was perfectly tomb raider related yeah. For me. yeah yeah i feel like that happens a lot in movies and things about archaeologists <laughs> it's like that they're it's all about finding this one secret thing and we know an archaeologist we do hi katie and that's not how it's done and i sort of want to go back and watch this movie again with katie to see like how appalled she would be that <laughs> she literally was like look i found this entire stone oh with, i know with special writing but i don't have time to pay any attention to it i'm just going to touch it with my fingers a little bit and then smash my way through it and kick it with down. a chisel what yeah, oh. Oh, I'm sad that Katie didn't watch this with us. Yeah, so it was not cool. Like, I, I don't know. I don't feel like they had good reason to be doing what they were doing. No, it was very much uh, teenagers in a cave. Yeah. Okay, so to start with, let's maybe talk a little bit about the characters. Because this is one of those ones where there's like a set group who are adventuring together. It was actually two groups that merged. merged. Our first group was Scarlet. Scarlet. She has her cameraman, Benji. Barely. He's like barely in the movie is what I mean. Yeah. I mean, he's... The only times he comes into the movie is when he's going to do a terrible job at getting through a hole or something. Yes, he, I think three different times he has trouble getting through a hole. Yeah. Yeah, that seemed to be his main job in the movie, aside from holding the camera. And then they find George, who apparently spends his days going around to old broken things and fixing <laughs> them on the slide. You know what he's doing? He's following Scarlet around the world, fixing all the crap she smashes. Yes. And occasionally getting stuck in Turkish prisons yes. because of her. Okay, so the, that's the first group of people. And then they meet up with the second group of people who... Yes, they meet up with the group led by Papillon, who is a uh, the tour guide who insists he's not a tour guide. Although I don't know, I have not encountered anything else that he did in life other than gave tours of these caves. So tour guide, that's your job, dude. I don't think he was actually giving a tour so much as like how George spends his days fixing broken ancient things. Uh, Papillon spends his days wandering through the catacombs. Yeah, apparently not as much as La Taupe, but yes, he definitely spends his days. Yes. So Papillon's the leader. Uh, Susie is the token female because what else did she do? I don't know. She didn't really do anything. No, she didn't seem to have a reason to be there. Well, she... Oh, she knew La Taupe the best. Like, Yes, that's how... That's what she got to do. Yeah. Was get murdered by La Taupe. Yeah. And Zed, the future cameraman, which was his only job, was right, to he, be a cameraman he, later. Well, he was supposed to be the... She, he called... Uh, Papillon called him our climber. So, like, he was the mm. climbing expert. But, yeah, well, I mean, after he helped them get through that... The well, the one time... Then eventually, yeah, he was just the the last remaining person of his group and got stuck in the, you know, trail behind us and have your camera on us mode. Yeah, that was... That's what bugged me so much about the fact that this movie was found footage was it ruined it. Like, it took something and made it worse by making it found footage like there was benji and zed were stuck behind the cameras all the time and so they weren't really characters they were just cameramen and it made it unrealistic and confusing Mm -hmm. of course all kinds of scenes were hard to see what was going on because of the 
crazy filming. Whereas if that had been filmed with real cameras, it would have been fine. So mm-hmm. it added nothing and it was obnoxious and I'm mad about it. And it kind of like they kind of cheated with it, too, because I feel like as a result of certain situations that they would get into, they weren't going to be able to show everything unless they put a pin camera on, uh, you know, the little helmet things, the light helmets that they were wearing. So every one of them had a camera on their forehead. So it was their way of being able to literally show everything they needed to show because there were cameras pointing in all different directions. Yeah, and just show it in a more obnoxious way than they would if they were filming normally. Right, just show it in the way that's most likely to cause motion sickness. (laughs) Right, that was the gist. And in addition to those two groups, there's also Le Taupe, who is the mole. That's French for the mole. And oh, it is bothered it really? me. That, yes, they said that. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Interesting. That really bothered me because everyone called him Le Taupe, even the French people. And I was like, just call him Taupe. Like, Le is Le. You don't say that. Hey, the Bob, how are you doing? I mean, not that his name was Bob, but if his name was the mole, you'd be like, hey, the mole, come here. <laughs> no, that's not a thing. His name's Tope, but they all called him the Tope. And he, of course, was an undead being of some sort that we never got any information about, but clearly there was something very wrong with him. There were several people actually down in the catacombs with them. There was this whole group of, like, white, kind of ghosty, tall, thin women who Uh were doing some kind of chant. Yeah, it was a cult. And I want to give him a shout out. Uh, Shout out to the cult? Shout out to the cult right here because top number one American Idol cult group I've ever heard. I have never heard a cult sing like that. I mean, that was (laughs) insane. Gregorians can't pull that off. Actually, that might have been Gregorians we were hearing. I don't know. Well, I mean, it makes me feel like the acoustics in the catacombs must be pretty amazing. Yeah, they were definitely relying on that. That's probably why they did their practice down there in the first place. Sure. I mean, really, we assumed that that was a cult. It might have just been a choir practice of some kind. Yeah, a topless choir practice. (laughs) That happens. I mean, it's in France. You never know. (laughs) That's true. That's a good point. Um, But there was also a little boy... That showed up at one yes, point. Yes, I I bet that was George's brother now that you mention it, because they didn't say who it was. They were like, who well, was that? He was wearing a very, like, French striped sweater. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe he was just selling baguettes. Sort of. He sort of looked like a miniature mime. <laughs> yeah, that could be. Which would explain why he was dead, because who wouldn't kill a mime? <laughs> who else did we see down there? Well, there was the guy on fire who wasn't down there for long, but that was an exciting moment when he sucked Papillon Papillon. into the floor. We never did find out exactly what happened there, but for some reason, Papillon felt guilty and responsible for that man's death. Yeah, and remember, he had a burn on his hand, and they were like, where did he get that injury? And they were like, Uh. oh, don't ask him about that. I had forgotten about that. That was his issue. But yeah, it was it was interesting that the burning car like imploded into itself into a little yeah. ball, and then Papillon's legs are just sticking out of the stone floor. <laughs> and then what bugged me is they tried to pull the legs out. They're like, oh no, his legs are kicking around. He's so unhappy. Let's get him out of there. And I expected them to rip off, but nothing happened, luckily. But still, this is the other thing about that. The previous people who died, they hung around the dead people going, oh no, they're dead. And they're like, oh no, we gotta go. We gotta go. So they 
they left. Did you notice it was always the person who who was in the same group yeah. was like, oh, no. And the other group was like, yeah, we got to go. Yeah, we don't care. We just met you people. <laughs> but then Papillon is in the floor screaming somehow. Like, I guess his head was in a hole under the floor. And his legs are kicking around above the floor. And they grab on it for a second. They're like, well, these legs aren't coming out. Bye. And they all just left. And they left him. He wasn't even dead. His legs were sticking out. They didn't even really talk about it. They just left. No, they didn't care. They were like, oh, that's weird. Let's get out of here. (laughs) See, oh, and then we, like you already mentioned, we saw um, George's brother. Yeah, we definitely saw him in the water. So if he wasn't the mime, he was at least in the water. at the end. Oh, and then we saw Scarlet's dad, who was also an adventurer, but who... um, More Tomb Raider references. (laughs) Exactly. Um, and who had, had gone crazy and hung himself. Yeah. Well, and, and, and she felt guilty. I don't know if he went crazy. I think the implication was that he was just suicidal. I mean, she said, I didn't pick up the phone for you that night. I didn't know things were so bad. So I was saying that because earlier on, Riza, hmm. whose house she's at to get into the tunnels in um, Iran, yes, he knew her father. And uh-huh. he was saying that everybody who hunts for Flamel's stone goes crazy. Uh-huh. So that's, I mean, he was making that judgment. About... That's reasonable, but I don't trust his judgment because he went into a tunnel that was going to explode. Yeah, they knew. <laughs> like, they were already doing the countdown to yeah. blow that tunnel up. And those two are going in like, no, we have to go in and get this yeah, footage. Yeah, it was a little, that was risky. Risky business. Yeah. I have one really important question about this movie. Okay, this is the big one. This is the big one. Go. What? Oh, that question. Yeah, what happened? What was, what? See, and I, this is, I know this is going to be a big, a big split in our movie because I don't have that question. I mean, I'm not saying I know what happened, but I was just going along for the ride. This, this is a Mikey movie right here. It's this thing where completely nonsensical things happen. You know, like they were going down the tunnel and there was a telephone down there and she picked it up and it was her dead dad talking to her and no logic to that at all. So you're left going, how did that happen? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying they ever explained it because they didn't. Well, they kind of did. I think they did in the sense that whatever that line was that uh, something about um oh well the whole as above so below is that the idea was that whatever you thought the world was it was except that didn't ever happen to them before they got in this cave so is that the place where that happens i think that doesn't make sense no it doesn't that (laughs) hence my question okay what well here's the thing then it's all like they go through and then they come out into backwards world after crawling through the tunnel to hell. So they're in hell and it's backwards earth. Mmm, that's an angel reference. But anyway, they're in backwards world and I don't really have anything to say except I was along for the ride because it didn't really go anywhere. And I would like more from the ending. Like, is are they actually okay or are they in a bad earth now? I don't know because it flipped. And what drove me more unhappy was when they crawled through the bones early on and ended up back where they started after crawling through the bones. I'm like, okay, that's a flip right there. So now they flipped sideways, and then later they flip sideways again, 
and then they flip upside down. That's too many yeah. flips. They should have only flipped upside down. There was a lot going on. I feel like it didn't actually make sense, but I also feel like it's coming from something. Like there's a, I mean, obviously it's the as above, so below thing. Sure. Was all about that. But I feel like that it, this whole thing is based on something in reality, like like some story or maybe actual books of alchemy that discuss this idea that if you go deep enough, you reverse and come back up well i mean that is how the earth actually works if you go deep enough you end up in australia but here's the thing (laughs) if you dig straight into the earth from paris and keep going you don't come out in paris if you have bad direction digging you could end up back in paris Mm. but anyway that was just fun i i had fun the whole thing was just dumb and it was fun because Weird stuff kept happening, and it didn't really make sense, but they sort of had an explanation for it, which I like so much better when they're just like, isn't that weird? Anyway, Levenger tapes. So, yeah, yeah. Although what really bugs me is when something really insane happens or some they make some ridiculous, you know, some, some impossible thing is going on, and one of the characters just says, well... It makes sense that, and then explain something that there's no possible way they could have come up with. <laughs> yes, I wrote leaps of logic on my paper. So many leaps of logic. Yeah. And and very convenient things. Like, they're looking for whatever secret information from Flamel's tomb, and right. she realizes that the ingredients that are in that they've been talking about, if you combine them all you get some kind of cleaning product and she turns and voila there's a cleaning <laughs> cart right there that it was 4 feet away like like it like it magically appeared when she uh-huh. thought about it oh 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 Ooh. because that you know that supports my theory actually when the movie started okay well, that's going to be good oh this is going to relate to your theory actually when the movie started, she actually encountered her dad hanging in that Iranian cave. And yes, we didn't know did. what it was. We were just like, whoa, that's trippy. That's crazy. That was already things being weird when they shouldn't have been weird yet. Yep. So let's hear okay. your theory then. So I'm even more convinced that my ser- my theory is correct. So I did not enjoy the randomness as much <laughs> as you did. I like that kind of like weirdness, like the telephone. I just And the piano it. showing up and what else? Oh, Papillon's tag being oh, in a place yeah. that he said he had never been in before. Like all of those things. I was on board at first. Okay. I'm like, ooh, interesting. Something's going on. Yeah, and I feel I feel it? like that should have gone somewhere and it didn't. So I like all of that. Okay. But the thing is, I need the authors of these stories to then tell me what it was that was going on. Because otherwise, <laughs> it's just cheating. And I know this because it's the way I cheat when I write all the time. <laughs> yeah. You just set up a bunch of weird stuff and then you're like, creepy, huh? Yeah, that's a good way to end a story, by the way. (laughs) Creepy, huh? Right? And my writing group, rightfully so, calls me out on that. And they're like, this is not actually a story. And I'm like, oh, you're right. That's so sad. This is not actually a story. It's the setup for a story. Yes. Okay, but none of that addresses my theory. So that's, I'm, I'm annoyed by all of this. If, however, they had explained at the end that she had in fact 
died in the original explosion in Iran. Which, how could she not have, but anyway. Right. If she had actually died there, and all the rest of this was her being in hell. That I like. And I love the idea of hell being what you create in your mind. Like, I'm all for that. But none of that, like, I don't feel like they actually said any of that. They just set it up and allowed us to think that, I mean, we had to make it up ourselves. Yeah, that that they did not say. But they did did give you the whole business about stuff being in your mind, not hell. It was... Right. They didn't really specify where or when that applies. It just kind of... It's the secret. We just watched the secret. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's all about manifesting your worst nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you absolve yourself of guilt very easily then no more nightmares all is cool yeah they didn't even really apologize for those things they mostly just said this is a thing i did i did a terrible thing and then everything was fine yeah but i mean i do think that that a lot of the things that happened if if you look at them through the filter of she's essentially torturing herself in hell a lot of it makes sense that she's once again causing george to go through discomfort and do things he doesn't want to do and ultimately oh no he didn't die well he did die but he did but she, she brings him it. back there's a lot you know she watches a lot of different people die because of her yeah and actually there was the girl at the uh nightclub who was weird and creepy and was pres- i think the leader of the cult of beautiful singers sure so again weird things were happening before they ever went down there yeah so there's that yeah for your theory yeah And, like, she just happened to know exactly which ancient church bell George was in. Like, there were a lot of coincidences. Yeah, that could just be bad writing, though. Sort of like, you know, you're walking through a dream and things just are where they're supposed to be. Yeah. But, But, so that's my theory, though, is that she's actually dead. And if not her being dead, then they all go down into the catacombs. That first collapse that happens when... When Benji is stuck. When Benji, yeah, is stuck in that first tunnel with the bones. They all die there, and they're all going through hell. Yeah, they crawled on their bellies into the uh, realm of darkness or whatever. Yeah. So, and I, and I would have been much happier, like you said, if when they came out... So I liked the idea that when they found the manhole at the end of the tunnel, like that, that it was their floor, but then they discover as they open it that it's also the ground yeah. on the other side and there's like this weird, you know, gravity thing happening, which of course made me write, the enemy gate is down. <laughs> yes. For our Ender's Gate fans. But I liked that piece of it, but I really wanted some piece, just a little flicker of evidence that they were in some kind of hellscape mm-hmm. and not actually back where See, they were been, supposed to be from. Would have been cool if, you know, because there was the building far in the background, if something had happened there, like a tentacle came up from that building or something. So you're like, sure. But subtle that you can't, you have to notice it. Or like some kind of, you know, gar- flying gargoyle comes oh. up off of the building oh, yeah, or something. Yeah, like the, uh, there's a building there with gargoyles and one just wakes up. That would be cool. Something, yeah. Because that would make all of it make sense. And it will give it all a purpose. Except I am giving it more of a purpose with this. Okay. You take your theory and then the absolution with her dead dad and then going out of going, meeting her friends, being nice 
going through the hole out and through the enemy's gate is down. Uh-huh. We have resurfaced. We made it out. We are in heaven or Paris or whatever. <laughs> Somewhere heaven, that they have croissants. Paris, I know that. Purgatory. One of those things that's not hell. Yeah, anything else would be preferable, really. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't mean, know. I mean, that could be a story. Like, they, yeah. that she... I mean, it's really weak just because of how little effort she put into fixing things. Speaking of weak and lack of effort... Yeah. Okay, I didn't look at the exact times, but it took them, like, an hour... To get through, you know, they're like going through all these things and down this well and through this hallway with a blood trench and then there's the walls that turn into monsters to try to eat you and all this stuff. And it takes them like forever to get through everything. She gets there. Why do I keep wanting to call him Charlie? His name is George. George has his neck eaten by one of the weeping angels. Yes. He died or he's dying. And she's like, oh, crap, I have the wrong stone. I have to go put this back and get the other one. Yeah. And she leaves George and Zed, goes back and goes through literally everything that they've just come through together. Barely made it through. She's like, just, you know, like (laughs) linebacking her way through everything. Yeah, that was going to say. She was just shoving those weeping angels in the face and it was awesome. (laughs) Right? So she gets all the way back there. She puts the stone in. She's looking for the new stone. We don't even see her find it. Mm-mm. I don't think she did. I think she just saw her reflection and that was the fix. What does that mean? Because it was inside her all along. That's how all movies end. It was inside you all along. <sighs> that always makes me think of there's this kid's <laughs> book about a mouse that has pink ballet slippers and that make her able to yes. do ballet and then she loses the slippers. And I know that story. Yeah, it's the same. It, it was, was inside, inside her, her all along. along. And then so she, then she books it all the way back. Like, she makes the trip twice. That's true. In like five minutes. That took you. them an hour to do together. Yeah. That's how useless and dead weight everyone else was. Yeah. It would have been a much shorter story <laughs> if she had been down in the catacombs alone. Yeah. Which maybe she was. That's yeah. your theory. Yeah. What did you think of the Scarlet George romance that was simmering under the surface there? Eh. There wasn't much to that. Whatever. Was it necessary? No, it was not necessary. It felt kind of shoehorned in, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, that's what they want to do. They want to have have an emotional connection, and I don't believe in emotions, so it doesn't work for me. Well, it annoys me that the emotional connection is always a guy and a girl gazing mm-hmm. adoringly into each other's eyes. and Talking about Turkish prisons. Right, and how being in Turkish prison for a week was the best, <laughs> best moment of his life. I, I think he meant... The week before he ended up in Turkish prison. Maybe. But we can't tell now. He's dead. Oh, no, he's not dead. It annoyed me because there actually was so much other... Like, she was super broken up when, when Benji died. Yeah. There was no romance there. It was just that this was a friend and she felt bad that she he was, was losing dead. her camera. She was upset. That might be why <laughs> she had so much emotion about it. But my point is, though, there were lots of good emotional moments that yeah. didn't need boy plus girl equals love. Well, yeah, I think that's something they always like to throw in these movies, and it's not necessary. There's, nope. There is a lot else you can do. Yep. ready for ratings well how would you rate this movie okay i know this is going to be very different from certain other people's ratings 
but I had a lot of fun with it. I liked that it kind of had an explanation, kind of had a thing going, even if it didn't actually make any sense. It was like it was trying to make sense, and that was fun. It's not a great movie, but it was a fun movie for me. So I would like to give this one just a nice, solid 3.5 ammonium sulfates out of 5. Yeah, so I sort of feel like this movie was a waste of my time. Um, I've noticed that. Yeah, it's missing the pieces that would have made it enjoyable for me to have watched it. And I don't feel like I can recommend it to people. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, there are people out there who, who enjoy this kind of movie. No. You being one of them. Oh, yeah. Um, but the people who who have agreed with my rating so far probably will not enjoy this movie. As a result, I am going to give it a measly two ammonium Ooh. sulfates. Is that what that was? Yeah. Ammonium sulfates out of five. Yeah, they're available over here on this convenient <laughs> Conveniently cleaning placed cleaning cart. All yeah. right. Well, that's just sad for everybody. You know what I love, though, is when, I guess this is my favorite line, we didn't discuss that, but is uh, when they were walking through a tunnel and the ceiling started cracking open and he goes, is that bad? <laughs> yeah. I think I think it is. Yes. Well, since we're talking <laughs> about favorite lines, yes. I liked when she turned to Papillon, who had been speaking with them in perfect... Uh-huh fluent English for some time yes. and asked, do you understand treasure? <laughs> As if that was going to be the word he didn't know in this yep. conversation. So, all right, well, that movie is that movie. I agree. That is that movie. And uh, we are done with this now. And we will be back tomorrow with a different movie. <laughs> yes, we will. Bye, everybody. Bad. <laughs>